1: Sean Reimer, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071.
2: Why, hello there, six minutes after nine on News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071, I'm Sean, this is my dumb little show, and uh, thanks to Mary Walter for sitting in for Trey and I, and uh, on the morning news, and she'll do that, I just burped on the air, didn't I, what a hell of a way to start the new year, hell of a way, just burped right on the air. Mary Walter uh, will be sitting in for uh, us again tomorrow, and then she's going to be sitting in for me the rest of the week, Thursday and Friday. And she's cool. I like her. She's very cool. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, uh, whatever's on your brain, uh, whatever's uh, scratching at your noggin. We have uh, some news stories to uh, to make our way through over the next couple of hours. But again, uh, it is a holiday week, so whatever uh, y- you have uh dancing around your mind if you'd like to get it out over the air please do so um a lot of people are screaming and yelling about go- uh, governor greg abbott he's a heartless piece of crap according to Joaquin Castro well i he, i didn't say what Joaquin said i couldn't quote the uh the congressman directly i still stay on the air but as you know, at this point, uh, Greg Abbott sent about three busloads of migrants uh, to D.C., uh, specifically to Kamala Harris's uh, D.C. residence. They arrived in the middle of uh, uh, Christmas Eve. They were supposed to arrive on Christmas Day, uh, but because of travel restrictions of some kind, travel screw ups, they didn't get there. About 50 of them uh, dropped off in front of Kamala Harris's restaurant, uh, residence. Uh, they were taken care of and taken to local churches, I believe. Although I'm not certain that uh, anybody from Kamala Harris's office had anything to do with that at the Naval Observatory. Uh, Yeah, it was cold. It was about between 15 and 22 degrees, and a lot of people are calling it cruel. Again, Joaquin Castro, being the poet that he is, Worthless Governor Abbott dropping off people with no money and no means on Christmas Eve in 15-degree weather near the VP's residence. How Christian of you, Greg Abbott? Being a heartless POS isn't going to make you the next gov- Republican president. Joaquin, there ain't no force on damn earth is ever going to make you president. I'm just you know putting it out there. Uh, Scott Dworkin, Governor Abbott abandoning children on the the side of the road at Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, will go down as one of his most despicable acts ever. Abbott belongs in prison. Uh, Occupy Democrats breaking the White House. The Biden White House slams mega-Governor Greg Abbott's cruel Christmas Eve migrant trafficking stunt. And says that a bunch of families were left in freezing weather outside Kamala Harris's residence without cold weather gear. Time to demand a criminal investigation. Eric Swalwell. Uh, guess we know how Greg Abbott, a practicing Roman Catholic, could have would have treated Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. That was kind of clever, there, James. You got, he he kind of worked the Christmas angle in there. It's pretty clever of him. Uh look, I here's the dealio. Okay, your president, wh- whether he he's the actual president or no, the the people who are the unelected bureaucrats who are currently. The unelected bureaucrats and scumbags who are currently uh, running this country into the toilet, they send busloads of people uh, to the four corners of this country every single day of the week, every single night of the week. They arrive, and nobody in those towns knows that they're coming. They do it every single day of the week, seven days a week. Uh, so, you know, uh, it, Greg, uh, is sending people to places that are stated sanctuary cities like the district. And it, it is a little funny. Do do I think it's, do I think it was a great move on his part to send a bunch of kids out Christmas Eve? You know, I don't know. I don't know if that, I don't know if that one worked as well as, uh, as the, uh, uh, Martha's Vineyard. Send from DeSantis, and he's going to take a little flack because it was freaking cold. There were kids on the bus. All right. But let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here. Again, your government does this every day of the week, seven days a week. Every day of the week, you know, uh, of these tens of thousands of people who are coming across the border, your government puts them on buses. Puts them on airplanes and just sends them places, and they have. There's no forewarning whatsoever. So, uh, Joaquin, if you think Greg Abbott is a soulless piece of s, well, then Joe Biden has to equally be an, uh, a soulless piece of. S. In fact, you sort of have to be a soulless piece of s as well, sir. If if you if you uh, are fine with with the president doing the same damn thing that you're calling out Rick, uh, uh, Greg Abbott for doing which is I think the point of why he's doing it I mean we're, we're looking at once 42 goes away whatever the hell that is soon I imagine uh we're we're talking upwards of a million people every two months a million a million people every two months that's on top of the uh five million we think have already made it here, and we're we're not even really sure these are the people we've encountered, right? so it's probably higher than five million people here illegally, and again, your president is doing what Greg Abbott did every single day of the week and the media and and his cohorts and social media and Everybody's pretending that's not going on. They're acting like it's not going. It's not until somebody like Greg Abbott or Ron DeSantis sends a busload of people uh, to some uh, progressive town, some elitist nose in the o- nose in the air elitist puke town like D.C. or Martha's Vineyard or or Denver that guy's having a he calls it a humanitarian you know crisis. In between bong hits it's not until these people show up someplace where they lower the property values that people start screaming it's okay for a town like uh, El Paso to almost be destroyed if it's not been destroyed already and many of these towns along the border that are just being overrun by people that's okay I told you last week. I was having a conversation with a buddy of mine that uh, we grew up on the East Coast, and he's a conservative dude, and he really had no idea how bad this problem was, because the only coverage of it of it at all that he was seeing was on Fox News, and he wasn't watching that much Fox News. Said he had no idea. I said there are people living in our airports. There are people living in our airport here in San Antonio. There are people living in the airport. Uh, in El Paso, there are people uh, that are knocking on people's doors, begging for money. In San Antonio, there are ranchers. We heard about this last week. Who's you know the 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 dudes the migrants are are coming up in the middle of the night and tapping on the windows of their children's bedrooms, trying to entice them to do whatever. So Joaquin uh, Castro, can I call you walk uh, Walk calling Abbott a, a piece of S when walk uh, is so soulless, he doesn't give a crap about all the fentanyl that's killing people every single day in this country. He doesn't give a crap about all the crime and awfulness and trafficking that's coming across the border. He doesn't give a crap about all the drugs. He doesn't give a crap about all the human wreckage and death. That's occurring every single day because of these policies. But Governor Abbott sends a busload on Christmas Eve, and he's a soulless piece of crap. It's great. Yeah, put, Keep putting the shine on that hypocrisy you guys got going right there. Because hypocrisy is your policy. You got a problem with uh, a, a busload, three busloads of people showing up in D.C. on Christmas Eve then you you certainly must have a problem with the lack of policies, frankly, that have caused the border to be open. The very same border guys like uh, Joaquin Castro can't shut up about how, oh, it's secure, it's not a problem, it's a Republican trick. Just like this is political theater. And yet none of these people want to address the reality of what's happening at the border. At all. Again, have you ever heard this president even say the word fentanyl? No, you have not. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five. So is 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 Greg Abbott soulless and a bad Christian because he sent uh, three busloads of migrants uh, to uh, Kamala Harris's residence? The borders are to her residence on Christmas Eve. Is that just freaking awful? Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five.
1: Hey, this is Scott Robbins, and you're
3: listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. Stay connected.
2: Yeah, man. 23 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 107.1. The day after the day after Christmas. Hope everybody had a decent Christmas. Did everybody have a decent Christmas? Everybody where they wanted to get some cool stuff. Uh, Don Morgan got me a coloring book that features farting raccoons.
0: <laughs> Saw that. It's perfect for you.
2: How did you find a coloring book that features farting? It's not just a coloring book of raccoons, mind you. Right. It's a it's a coloring book of farting raccoons. Yeah.
0: They're gassy.
2: They're gassy raccoons. You know, you swim around in a trash can all day. I guess you I might have a
0: negative impact in your digestive tract. You might have some indigestion right. going. Little so. flatulence
2: little flatulence from the raccoon butt.
0: You know, I know that you aren't a fan of raccoons. I don't. However, They're
2: mean. They'll rip your face off. They're...
0: I, I took it upon myself to find raccoons that share an affliction with you.
2: <laughs> I guess we have this in common, don't we? Be found. Well, I've filled this studio since I got here. Yeah, we know. Because I had uh, a lot of fiber yesterday and had some serious turkey. Had some serious animal fat yesterday, so God knows right so thank you for the farting raccoon coloring book right he also got me a little gnome that's giving you the middle finger it looks kind of cool it kind of looks like kind of looks like me yeah
3: he got me an album
2: what's that he got you a record album
3: yeah some vinyl from charlie crockett this artist that i dig
2: oh nice local dude very cool so you got some vinyl
3: yeah, that was the coolest gift I got. Thanks, Dom. <laughs> no, Dom knows what I got from my mother. She didn't like my bathroom and the way it was you, decorated. You, you a,
2: your mom got you bathroom
0: decorations. The whole thing. Oh, thing. That's funny. <laughs> and it wasn't anything he's going to like. It's stuff that she likes. Yes. Well, you know. Yeah, I didn't ask for it. She just
3: said, I just don't like the colors that you have. So here's you, what you get.
2: You better put it up, too, man. It's already it's up. It's already
0: up. You yeah. better do it. Yeah, don't make mom mad.
2: Don, did you get anything cool that uh, sticks out oh, yeah, in your mind? A lot of stuff. A lot of big, stuff?
0: Big piles of things. Right. You know, it was always nice. Kids are always thoughtful. Wife is thoughtful. So
2: I, I, I screwed up, though. I got my wife two T-shirts she already has.
0: Whoops. Oh, no.
2: Good job. Wow. And I got her a back massager that she can't use because it hurts too much. <laughs> so you're Over? I have one more present that has yet to arrive for my wife. I got her a few other things. I got her pick, I got a big canvas painting of her favorite cat. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Very romantic. <laughs> Here's your favorite cat, baby. You can put it on the wall now. I actually got her a pillow, too, with the same picture on it. And I got her some fart spray. You ever see, like, you go to five and oh, under, you can buy a little why cans did of you fart buy, spray. Why did you buy her that? Just for fun. Just for poops and giggles. Stockings. In stuffers. fact, everybody everybody got a can of fart spray.
0: Congratulations. Uh
2: and, and I got lots of on. I got lots of stretchy pants oddly enough and uh, my son got me an official Houston Astros World Series winner hat. Excellent. That is silver and it brings out the gold the silver in my hair so I look like about 100 years of age, but it's a great cap. It's a, an official an official hat,
0: not some knockoff you got at a flea market
2: it's not so. some knockoff that i got someplace you know, so like that knockoff piece of crap i paid 30 bucks for on amazon
3: is it the kind of hat that you like the one that your son got you you know how you you worry about how they sit up on your head it
2: sits perfectly okay because right. i have a hat it's got to sit properly on my head god i could say something dirty but i just won't um <laughs> <laughs> It's a nice hat. Thanks, Steven. I got me a nice hat. But, you know, it was just cool. Everybody hung out. You know, uh, daughter's boyfriend was there. Boyfriend was there. He's very cool. And I made a turkey. I didn't brine it. I just did it the simple way, and it came off very tasty. And I ate a large plate of food, which I have been digesting ever since. I also received, uh, and my mom used to get this for me when I was a kid, I uh, Red licorice is like heroin to me. I love red <laughs> Twistlers. You know, and she, my wife got me a big bag of red Twistlers, and I ate the whole damn bag. Damn, I oh, ate the, the whole, whole damn bag just sitting what there the watching heck, TV, man. man. No,
0: you did not. Fatty. I got a I got a freaking
2: hernia operation in February, and I ate the whole freaking bag. I'm just going to have to eat ice chips for the next three days. Where's
0: the tuba guy? <laughs> the tuba guy.
2: Sean <laughs> loves his licorice. I'm going to be starring in the Whale Part Two, <laughs> taking over for Brendan Fraser.
0: Free Winslow, Free Winslow, and you were doing so well. I know, but it was licorice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm you know,
2: still you're... under two thirty. I'm still under under one hundred and two thirty, and that's the goal: is to stay under one hundred and two thirty and get lower.
0: Okay, that's good. What's one hundred? So what's one hundred and two thirty? If I just eat ice chips for the next few days, I'll be fine. Okay. That's all. Right. I'm with you though. Every time somebody showed up at the house, they brought some cookies or something. Ugh. And they you, know, you have to have some. You do. You know, you don't want to You don't want to "You don't have any." Yeah, right. right. Exactly, cuz I'm thinking, I don't, you know, I really don't need to eat these. But you got to. You know? Yeah. And they have like, you know, they've made five or six different varieties. Mm. You know.
3: Oh, and another thing: those cookies that Trey gave us,
2: mm.
0: my mom stole those from me.
2: Oh, come on! Your mom stole your butter cookies. Yeah, she did. Ooh. Did she take the
0: tin too? Of course, that's <laughs> fill it up with butter. <laughs> oh, yeah, <that's... laughs>
2: uncool, man! You don't take a you don't take a man's cookies, man. Right.
0: Anyway, I feel like hell.
2: You feel like hell? Why I mean, do you? I feel typically
0: like hell? don't eat. Oh, I typically don't eat anything with a lot of sugar in it. Oh, so for the last three weeks, you know. My you wife's mean, been making things, and I have to be the you know I'm the only one left in the house. The kids have all moved out, right. so it's just me
2: and her and the yeah. sugar right, so she gave you some sugar, man, and now it's making yeah, you feel all weird, ain't yeah. it? yeah, you feel all hopper and whatnot because you all you got like a like a sugar high going
0: well it, it was the exact opposite. I went to the gym the other day, and I'm like, I don't even feel like doing this. <laughs> Got no energy.
2: You gotta watch yourself. Soon you be like cutting that sugar up into lines and snorting Rub, it, man. Rubbing it all over my face. Rubbing it all over your face and your gums. Right. So be careful with that sugar. Well, it's a weird damn show so far. Yeah. Uh, what did you expect? 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Did you have a good Christmas? And what was your favorite part about your Christmas? If you want to call us up and and uh, and talk to us about that. Uh, There's more political bull crap we can discuss as the show goes on. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
1: Anywhere. Anywhere, Anytime. anytime.
4: And it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get
1: the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. Newstalk
2: 550 KTSA FM one zero seven one. It's uh, the day after Christmas, right? Day after Christmas, day after Christmas, day after day after Christmas. Uh, and the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Sean, hanging out with you. So whatever, scratching at your noggin, uh, give us a ring. Um, saw really uh, an interesting study here from the Dow Jones Media Titans Index. Uh, And this was reported in the Financial Times that uh, combined uh, your major movie studios, streamers, cable providers, and other media giants lost a combined $542 billion in market value in 2022. And the biggest losers were Walt freaking Disney, uh, Netflix, and Comcast. The uh, folks who did this study, the Dow Jones folks, tracked the performance of 30 of the world's biggest media companies. They said most sums shed about 40% this year. Total market value declining from $1.35 trillion to $808 billion. Again, that's according to the Financial Times. Um... Wow. You know, I it was I bring this up because I uh, my wife and I, let's see, uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas night, rather, uh, our family unit, uh, the kids, they uh, went over to their grandparents. So it was just going to be my wife and I, Christmas Eve, Christmas, I'm sorry, Christmas night. And, uh, you know, I told him when I was a kid, it was kind of a, tr- a tradition uh, for my family, or at least for my, my dad and my brothers, is that later on on Christmas Day, we'd go see a movie. Something we did almost every year, you know, just for something interesting to do after all the presents are done and, and that part's done. And, you know, you, you get, you know how you get the, when you're a kid, you get the post-present blues. It's all over, you know, so we, we would <laughs> make it a little better by going to see a movie. So I, I'm talking to my wife, we got nothing to do. I think, hey, well, we go see a movie. What's the last time you and I just, just, you and I went and saw a movie together? And so we thought we'd do that, and we looked and we looked and we looked, and there—holy crap! There wasn't a single movie we wanted to see. Uh, I—we th- didn't want to see Avatar, and apparently a whole lot of people didn't want to see Avatar, and the leaking of water, whatever the name is. Uh and there's a lot of movies out now that I don't even know what the hell they are, honestly. And we just weren't, we could the the only one that I really want to see is The Whale with Brandon Frazier, because I've heard so many good things about it. It was showing, uh, they had one showing, like, I don't know, a thousand miles away, so we, we decided it was too far to drive to go see that. And, you know, I just started thinking about it, and maybe you're having the same realization, You know, there's first off, there's so many TV shows right now to choose from. There's so many of these limited series and TV series that are in their fourth and fifth season. And most of them I just have no interest in. I can't think of the last movie that came out to, to the theaters that I really wanted to see. I mean... Probably you could have convinced me to go see Maverick if if the family unit really wanted to, wanted to see it, but I, even that I didn't really have much of a wasn't a big fan of the first one, you know. But I've heard the second one is much better than the first one, and uh, so you you have more content now. I spent it was no, I, the other night I spent another night uh, you know spent wasting about forty five minutes of my existence. Sitting on my ass in bed, going through the the Netflix to see what was on Netflix to see if there's something I wanted to watch on Netflix. Couldn't find anything. I got nine hundred freaking channels, you know, that I could choose from on a regular cable. Nothing I feel like watching. And I, I'm I'm just gonna get, get put out the old fart explanation first and foremost. In that one thing I've noticed is that the older I've gotten. The less patience I have for stuff, or the the less I I am willing to invest my time in sitting through a movie if I have even an inkling that it's going to (laughs) suck, you know, or or let alone a TV show. The only thing my wife and I are talking about that we, we might try watching is Yellowstone because we keep hearing that it's a really, really, really phenomenal TV series. They've got two spin-off series already. One of them starring Harry Ford. So I might invest some time. But I'll be totally honest with you. I, I think what's happened, and maybe you agree, is that so many of the companies I just mentioned, Walt Disney, Netflix, Comcast, they they've gone so woke and, and it's just so it's so prevalent. In the casting choices, in 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 the storylines, uh, Adavar, do I really want to be preached at for three hours by naked blue people on how much white people suck? You know, I mean, it, it, the, 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 I think that's why Maverick, and I haven't seen it, but I think that's why Maverick did so well, as everybody says, it was pretty pro-American, but there was no real underlying preachy ass message attached to it right it was just about really really fast jet airplanes and tom cruise doing tom cruise stuff and that's the movie that really kind of did them all in i mean every every freaking walt disney cartoon that comes out right has to have tongue kissing lesbians at some point or somebody's got to be in transition And I, I, you know, I, I think there's there's two things at play here. First off, you just have a glut of choice. You know, this is so I, I again, I hate to sound so old farty, but man, when he only had the 13 channels and the cool stuff was on UHF, like if you want to see F Troop, you can watch it on UHF, you know, or Star Trek reruns, and then he had 13 channels, baby. And you couldn't watch those thirteen channels till you'd, till you'd walk twenty miles in the snow up to your knees. But you had, you know, stuff was fairly limited. Your your choices were limited. HBO came along, and you know, cable, and then your choices expanded to movies that had cuss words in them. You know, but then at some point, just the option part of it just blew, went off the. There are so many options. And so much of it is just so, just riddled with liberal pukeism and, oh, just the preaching. and <clears throat> it's, it's unrelenting, man. And I just, I've just, even in TV commercials now, <clears throat> that I've just, I just don't have much of a desire to watch anything anymore. I just, and I used to be a
1: huge TV guy.
2: I well, love TV.
3: You have to agree, right? The reflection of your box office sales and the people viewing is how much interest is in the product that you're presenting.
2: Right. Absolutely.
3: So, so then, Maverick, boom. Yeah.
2: All the woke cartoons down. That there, none of them are, are doing well. Avatar. Now, down. Obviously, they've lost money. Avatar is sucking right now. It's it's really not doing well. And uh, we, we had a guy in Denver, Reggie McDaniel, <laughs> who has since passed. God bless his soul. Reggie McDaniel was this, just this huge, jovial black dude. He used to come to work in zoot suits. He did his show in zoot suits. He was just the classiest, coolest dude. And he did the everyday people's entertainment guide. And he would see movies and watch TV, and he would, he, and not as a highfalutin critic, just as some dude. And routinely, he would say, "The problem with Hollywood these days is you can't leave your baggage outside the theater and get a relief, get an escape from it anymore. Hollywood demands that you bring your freaking baggage with you into the theater." <laughs> just, just entertain me, man! I just want to see a good movie. I don't want to be preached to about what an awful human being I am for three hours. And it's true. You know. My stepdaughter and her boyfriend went and saw Avatar. They lost three hours of their lives. They'll never get back. I forget what they said. They came back and said, uh, yeah, a bunch of naked blue people. That's really kind of what it was. Naked blue people on dolphins. Hollywood has lost sight and, I, and I'm not one of these guys, and I'll take a break. I'm not one of these guys either that believes that all art should be just stupid and entertaining and movies should just be mindless and entertaining. Okay, but there's a place for everything, right? There's room enough for everything. I like long, slow, bo- boring-ass British movies. I mean, I'm that guy, right? I actually like the English patient, okay? That's me. But when... It's so unrelentingly biased towards this liberal ethic, and that's just all you see and all you hear. People just tune out, man. And I'm one of them. I watch religious programming now more than I watch anything else, man. <laughs> I do. I watch be a lot of Daystar. I watch TVN. I like Pastor Stephen Furtick. He's a young guy, and he's funky, man. He screams at people. And we'll talk about God and the church and all that stuff, too. But I, and the basic point here, I'm not surprised that Hollywood uh, had a really horrible year in 2022. Hollywood has essentially lost connection in every way, shape, or form with its own audience. The people Hollywood needs to fill up the theaters and needs to... Uh, subscribe to their or buy their streams are the very people they think are racist rubes and it's painfully obvious and the rubes are checking out man Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. it's sean on news talk 550 ktsa
1: san antonio's news traffic and weather station news talk 550 ktsa and fm 1071
2: yeah man New stock five fifty KTSA FM one oh seven one I'm Sean Hi. How are you? Phone lines are open two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five doing open lines So whatever's on your brain. Uh I had talked about how uh Big Hollywood has basically taken a big chunk or lost a big chunk of profit this past year. Because people just aren't tuning in for the bullcrap anymore. All the liberal bullcrap that they push on you. Just the liberal bullcrap. And you know what people are most sick of? This this thing with the trannies and the kids. Oh, God. I, I think I speak for a lot of Americans where, you know what, we're just trannied out. You know, we're just, especially when it comes to the kids. You know, uh, you're if you're a grown-ass adult, I don't care how you live, man say it all the time you want to you want to live as the opposite you, you, if you're if you a mang and you want to live as a womang and you want to walk around in, in, in dresses and stuff and that's your business but why do we have to keep dragging the kids into it we'll talk it's sean on Newstock 550 ktsa
1: sean rima nine till eleven News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071.
2: And we're back. It's uh, five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean, hanging out with you. And tomorrow I'll be doing uh, the 550 KTSA morning news and where Rima and Mary Walter will be back doing this show. Uh, We'll do that for the next couple of days. Uh, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Now, this is something Trey and I have been hitting here and there, and in fact, I did hear Mary Walter talk about this uh, earlier. Uh, church going and belief in God stand at historic lows, despite a surge in mega churches. And we're seeing this uh, across the board in uh, from various uh, studies, whether it's Gallup or ABC News did a poll recently. I think Pew has looked into this as well, and, and it's and it's something we keep hearing uh, more and more. Uh, and I, I got this from the Hill: uh, church membership, church attendance, and belief in God all declined uh, during the pandemic. And survey data suggest this accelerated decades-long trends away from organized worship. In-person church attendance plummeted by 45% in the pandemic. That's according to ABC Uh, News. at least one-fifth of Americans today embrace no religion at all. uh let's see uh church membership church attendance and belief in god all declined during the pandemic years survey uh, data suggests accelerating I, I told you that at least one-fifth of americans today embrace no religion at all one-fifth researchers researchers call them nuns a similar share tell, tells pollsters they do not believe in god uh, with which is at an all-time high at one point in the 50s, in this country, uh, the percentage of folks who claimed to believe in God was around 99%. Uh, it hovered around uh, 70, 70% between the 40s and the 90s. And uh, let's see, now it's it's pretty low. Let's see, according to Gallup, as of 2021, only 21% uh, of Americans claim no religion. What's going on here? What do you think's going on here? Uh, I, I know I see it quite a bit uh, in young people, in younger people, that the whole idea, and this was true prior to the pandemic, uh, that the the idea of God and faith, let alone uh, living a a religious life, uh, and by that I mean you know attending a faith community and and, and being a part of a church and having a, being a part of your life, it 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 doesn't even factor in for a lot of them. It, it, it's just not there. And uh, I know that there's even some animus from a lot of young people who have been indoctrinated into a lot of liberal bullcrap uh, throughout their, their school years and into into their college years. Unfortunately, I've seen this with my own daughter, that, that there actually uh, ends up being, yeah, sort of an animus towards faith. Like there's just something bad going on there or you're judgmental or, you know, And it's sad to me at this particular moment that we're experiencing this. It's not shocking. I, I think what you have, and I've, I've told Trey this before, I think what you have is you have, a, you have a, a perfect storm for this generation. I am speaking specifically about Generation Z, which would be the generation beneath me because I'm X, right? Is you have a a double or a, a perfect storm... Of a brand of parenting that is really more about being your kid's buddy, being your kid's friend. And you want you, you, you I know I've been, I'm guilty of this. You want your you kid to think you're cool. Uh, you don't hold them to certain standards. You don't make them get up and go to church. Even though my kid did go to church uh, for the first, let's say, five or six years of her life once we moved to Colorado or once we moved to uh, Texas. The church life sort of went away for, for all of us, unfortunately. I, I I've gone I've attended churches here and there since since uh, moving to Texas, especially since moving to San Antonio. I consider myself Catholicy Catholicy Catholic esque, but I'm still not participating in a daily faith community, which I really want to. And I think I found a little Baptist church down the street that I might try. But it's just not there for the young people. So you have a, you have a combination of, of, of sort of that buddy-buddy parenting combined with an existence that is almost wholly digital at this point. I mean, they're really the first group of kids who grew up and they don't know anything but social media. They don't know anything but video games. They don't know anything but YouTube. They don't know anything but Instagram. It's, their, it's the only existence they've ever known culturally. And the problem with a lot of that culture is that it's very self-absorbed. You deserve this. You deserve that. Which is kind of the antithesis, of, uh, antithesis of, of, of what a life of faith is all about. Because a life of faith really is, it. it's not about you. It's about other people. Get out of yourself. And so if you don't have parents... From a young age, who are kind of shoving you into Sunday school and shoving you into church, uh, and just making it a part of your life uh, as a very young person, and you combine that with a very with a culture that is very self obsessed, and hey, YOLO, man, do what you want to do. It's all about you. Do you know what I mean? You deserve this, and you deserve that, whether you're a jerk or not. <laughs> And frankly, the whole idea of God becomes mysterious to them. Now, I and I don't know if this means we're at the end times. You know, I, I don't know if that's what that if it if it's an indicator of that. Like I said, I, I'm not a big end times theology guy. I don't spend a lot of time on that. But I know that I grew up in a family, and frankly, my mother. We moved around a lot, but my mom always made sure there was a church to go to. I, we always went to church. Okay. And, and it really wasn't until I was about 12 or 13 that we settled down in a certain town for a number of years until I got out of high school, where we attended the same church for, you know, seven or eight years. And uh, it was great. Those people became like my family. I'm, I'm still friends and still close. With many of the people that I went to youth group with, and that I knew, and the families that I knew in church, and so for me, it was like a second family. It, it was it was an important part of my, of my upbringing and of my adult life. Faith itself was encouraged in me, and I, as a very young man, as a very young kid, I asked questions and I wanted to know, and I became spiritually curious, and it's something that's followed me my whole life. You know, and, and a lot of that is because I grew up in a world where your parents, everybody went to church, and your parents encouraged it. Now, I guess that'd be called cruel. Uh, and, and we had a different culture, too, right? We had a different culture that we grew up in. Our Our lives weren't on a little TV screen or a little telephone screen, right? We played in the neighborhood with other neighborhood kids. God, I know I'm sounding like such an old fart, but it's so true. Other people's parents looked out for you. Right? We are very self-centered right now. And I'm not preaching down on you from Mount Olympus. I'm no different. I'm hooked into this whole thing, too. But it really shouldn't shock us that, in a sense a belief in God is is on the down low right now when culturally and in our own lives, most of us are thinking about ourselves. And how do you turn that around? I, I, I don't know. I don't know how you bring about that kind of a spiritual renaissance in young people whose ways are pretty much already set in stone, Right? I think we do need a spiritual renaissance in this in this country, and that's what I call it, a spiritual renaissance, a Christian renaissance, because Christianity specifically, if you don't believe this, you're not paying attention, is truly under attack these days. We've had dozens of churches, pregnancy clinics, firebombed and vandalized over the past few months since this Roe v. Wade thing happened. No one's been arrested. It's like it doesn't happen. Not getting, it's not getting reported. Every time the C word comes into any conversation involving holidays or transgendered people or politics in general, oh, they're the bad guys. That's where the white supremacists are. And I think it's sad because you know what? I don't think I've ever been at a point in my life, and I'm 55 years of age right now, where I felt the need for God, for having a relationship with God more than I do right now. culturally though we're we're in a much different situation here's uh Tommy Tommy, how you doing?
5: yeah, we've been ostinized for one thing and believe, uh, second, yep second T- Timothy chapter three, men will be lovers of their own selves in the last days, and then second Thessalonians says we're in the great falling away period right now before the Antichrist appears, but uh, religion ain't the answer it's salvation through faith in Christ. First Corinthians chapter. 15, verse 1 through 4, read that. You're saved by grace. But how do you – yeah, I, you know, I
2: know, and I, I'm f- you know, familiar with what you're talking about. I, we're, how do you talk to a young person, though, I, who I has no experience with any of this stuff and try to turn them on to this idea?
5: Well, I grew up in Chicago. I never heard of a Bible, never saw a Bible until a, a guy visited me in jail. I was a career criminal. I did not believe in God or Satan or anything. Never right. even had a conversation in my family about religion. Wow. My mother was a Catholic, but she didn't, uh, <clears throat> didn't really practice it. But, right. uh, I uh, I went into criminality. I was really on my way to the big times, you know. And uh, a Puerto Rican guy started knocking on my door telling me I was going to hell, and I need Jesus Christ as my Savior, and uh, I effed him off And uh, for a month. And uh, he finally talked me into going to a little Bible study, and they opened the Bible to First uh, wow. Corinthians chapter 15, first 1 through 4, where Christ died on the cross. Saw that for the first time, I got saved that night.
2: And Good for you, I got man. In prison. Good I for was you. On my way
5: to Green Bay, forever.
2: <laughs> Good for you. I, I, I got to run. I'm happy for you, brother, and I'm glad that worked yeah. out for you. Um, you know, I, I, I guess what I'm talking about are the young people who've never really had any exposure to this. How do you get them involved? Uh, I, in fact, I got some ideas because there's kind of a rift in the church in itself right now as far as w- what church is. I want to talk about that for a second Second, when we get back. 210 599 5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. We're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. We're talking about God and faith in America. And then uh, uh, coming up in a little bit, because James just surprised me of a story out of Canada, you know, Canada, where Canadian people live, and it has to do with, with, with skaters, pr- pr- you know, Olympic skaters and stuff. And it may sound like it's not very interesting, but it is, so we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But first, talk about, you know, the loss of faith in God and religion in America Before I go to Brian and and Adam here, let me just toss this out to you. Uh, One of the problems I have, there is a real rift inside the church as to how to do church. There's a lot of younger people coming up who are doing church in a a very dramatically different way than what you and I are used to or grew up with. Some of the older folks don't like it. Uh I got a buddy Wayne Hansen who does this. He's got a church where they got a rock band, you know, a lot of audiovisual stuff. I I personally since I've been in a hospital, I discovered this guy, uh Stephen Furtick, Who's a young guy who does kind of a tent revival sort of a uh his tent revival kind of a style of preaching. But he's very modern. He dresses like a rock star, you know, he dresses down. He he's wearing jeans and flannel shirts. He's got a rock band, and uh, I think his message is very powerful, and I I think that if you're a young person and you've never experienced church, you watch this guy, and he's going to reel you in, because he not only has an amazing understanding of of Scripture— but he knows how to apply it to people in their lives in the year 2022. And I think if a lot of young people get turned off to church these days, it's because a lot of churches are still talking in the these and the vows and uh, the language of the King James Bible, and they spend a lot of time talking about blood and lambs and stuff. But they don't spend a lot of time talking about how Hey, this stuff that Jesus taught, you could apply in your own life right now in the year 2022. And this is how to make your life better. I think that message will resonate better with young people than sticking to some of the archaic, older forms of, uh, of service, if you will. That's just me. A lot of people hate it. <laughs> a lot of people hate the whole, the rock band thing and the young guys not wearing a suit and tie and all that stuff. But hey, baby, you know what? If it puts butts in the seats, if it puts butts in the seats for Jesus, fire up that amp, man. That's what I say.
6: Here's Brian, Brian, how you doing? Hey, pretty, hey, pretty good, Sean. How are you doing this
2: morning? Not too bad. What's going on with you?
6: Hey, um, you know, I just wanted to call in and kind of put my two cents in as far as, you know, what you're talking about. I agree with you completely. Um, You know, just like Jesus back, you know, in the Bible, he, they, um, the Sagittarius, all those people, they were giving him a lot of heck about who he was hanging out with and stuff. And I think, you know, most important about the relationships that you develop with people. And, you know, you were talking about how, the younger generations have gotten fallen away and just it's not it's not cool for them or they just don't associate it with uh Christianity or any kind of God or, you know, not one that that um the traditional church is, is uh, talking about. Well, I think that um, you know, the develop the relationships that you develop outside of those church, outside of church and when you're able to uh speak to that person in a loving way and just, you know, um preach jesus's gospel which is uh acceptance and love um that that can speak volumes into somebody and open that door to have other conversations regarding you know social issues that are going on now. that are that you know well i I mean i think if you if you don't have that then you really don't have a leg to stand on because i mean it's about relationships again well you're
2: you're not gonna you're not gonna bring young people in by hitting them over the head too hard with a lot of Old Testament stuff. Uh, I, I And I, I, I'm not dissing the Old Testament, but, you, you, you know, Mosaic Law, Levitical Law, and stuff like that, and also you, you you need to relate it to them, you know? And I, I think the best way to do that, if you're going to be evangelical, and by that I mean we're all sort of called, called to be evangelical. We're all called to go out and try to bring people in, and, and one of the ways that I do that, I think, is that I, I talk about my life and my experiences. Exactly. And how this has worked for me, and and I think that's the best that's the most applicable way or, or ex, easily ex, uh, accessible. That's an accessible way for folks who've never really dealt with this in their life to sort of wrap their then, minds around it.
6: And then when you have that relationship with that person, when they trust you and they love what you're saying, I mean, love you because you're talking to them about you know because you care about them it might be a little bit more palatable for them to accept something that might be a little bit more, you know, um, like, like a parent, you know, right? when your parent tells you, Hey, you know, don't do that.
2: Jesus died for you your know, sins. You know, now shut up. You know I mean? It's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not going to work. I got to run, man. Exactly. Thanks for the All call. Right. I'm going to pick it up. Here. Uh, Adam, hang on. And then we're going to talk about Canadian people and people ice skating in Canada and what they're changing up there in Canada. Uh, while they're sucking down the Molsons. It's uh, Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA.
1: Anywhere, Anywhere anytime, anytime.
4: And it's just wherever you need it. You can just go online and get it. Get
1: the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
2: And we're back. Newstalk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Very quickly, here's Adam. Adam, how are you? I'm great, Sean. But you know,
7: going to—I've been going to, like I said before, Cornerstone uh, since I was a kid. I—I went, you know. Uh, Bukhari's Heights told me that my business couldn't be open during the virus. I—I so I dipped into a lot of my savings, and you know, it, it was bad for me. But you know, Sean, this besides what it cost us in the world, or you know, the money, but you know, mentally, what it did to people—it was like a curse, Sean. It brought you know hatred and negativity. You know,
4: the pandemic,
7: the stress, you mean, Sean. Yes, sir, yeah, you know most of the stress was unnecessary, you know, Sean says nineteen the fifties every single virus which has been many has originated from China. you know at a certain point, we need to tell China the next virus that happens to originate around the china area area you are you're footing the bill you know there's uh, these viruses that come out every ten years or so uh China
2: needs to stop so well, do it on purpose. I, I appreciate the call man i I, I hope that. Uh, we see some investigation into, uh, you know, how how our money first off made it into the Wuhan lab uh, via Fauci, and we'd like to get some answers on. I I believe still believe the, the pandemic was intentional. That's just me. Now, uh, uh, James had turned me on to this story. It has to do with Skate Canada, which is the official Canadian skating organization, right? And Skate Canada's governing body of figure skating announced, uh, what day is it? Yesterday, or today actually, later today, earlier today, that its definition of team for athletes training in the podium pathway will be revised to consisting of two skaters. So, in other words, if, if you know, this is only if you're really into, like, Canadian figure skating, which I know so many of you are, that now two dudes can skate, can be a team, right? Two dudes can figure skate together. Just like two women could figure skate together. Classically, it's been a man and a woman. And now Canada, or Canadia, as we like to call it here on this show, is so progressive of mine. That they're letting dudes skate together
4: and now the
0: moment this crowd has been waiting for and how is this going to work completely different skaters known to be enemies of one another combining to be the first male male pair team in the history of the sport (laughs) that was a great movie (laughs) it was
2: i'm just i'm just so sick of it though i'm so trannied out man Holy crap. And I don't even care about Canadian figure skating, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not something when Canadian figure skating comes around that I'm like, "Oh boy, I get my DVR set." You know, so I it's I, I don't really have anything invested in it. But the whole gender trip. Can we just let's uh, sumo wrestling. I want to see all female solo, su, uh, sumo wrestling is what I want to see. I want to see mixed sumo wrestling. You know, why does it have to be a big, fat dude, okay? Why can't it be some big, fat chick that gets to uh, 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 perform in sumo wrestling? I'm serious. Now, there would be something to
3: see. You know what you're going to see. I want to say it. You're going to see two dudes dressed as Avatar characters ice skating, <laughs> guaranteed.
2: I, oh, oh, no, you know. I don't watch figure skating because, you know, and I don't mean this in a homophobic way at all. I'm just saying figure skating to begin with is, uh, it's a little gay. I think you know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? It's a little, yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's a little gay. I know I'm not the most mask, toxically masculine dude on the face of the earth. Okay. I'm wearing jammies. I took a Dr. Teal's bubble bath last night while listening to Beethoven. With a lavender candle burning in the darkness. Yes, that is me. But even for a guy like me, figure skating's just a little, yeah, it's a little gay. So, you know, if you, if you, <laughs> I don't know, is anybody going to notice if it's just a couple of dudes now tossing each other around? I don't know. But it's just the whole obsession with gender that I'm sick of. Oh my God. Je- everything is gender, 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 gender. When did freaking gender become an evil, awful thing? When, why? What's what's Wrong with it? Uh, you know, it's it's just it's it's in
3: everything
2: now. And I, I I've said this for a while. I think a lot of people who are probably like me. I'm a, I mean, I'm not an extremist. Really, I'm a fairly middle middle of the road guy. If you listen to this show on a regular basis, I tend to take things issue by issue. There, there's some opinions I've ha- I have that I'm sure this audience thinks are pretty liberal, pu- you know, liberally pukish. I'm pretty conservative for the most part. National security, financially, you know, I'm a straight white male. <laughs> boogie, boogie, boogie. I'm the worst person in the world. But you know, I, I'm I'm also very libertarian, and that you know, if you li- live your life, whatever makes your life happy. God, life is so damn short. Just just live your life, man. Live your truth. I got it. I'm fine with that. Long as it doesn't interfere with me living my truth, then I'm okay. My biggest freaking issue with the whole trans thing is the kids and the drag queen shows. Not really getting that crap at all. But you know <coughs> this idea that that gender first off it's gotta it's gotta be in every single aspect of our life, this idea that if you decide to live as a woman, I have to see you as a woman, and I'm sorry you're not you're a dude living like a woman, and I'm trying to think who it was who was talking about how, like, even the Oscars, we shouldn't have best actor and best, you know, female actor anymore because, as we all know, it's a much bigger, wider spectrum than that. No, it's not. There's two genders. There's only two freaking genders. It's biological, man. What what in the hell is wrong with that? Although, I wouldn't mind seeing some male-female sumo wrestling. I think that'd be interesting. I think you'd hear some really interesting noises uh, listening to to a a male-female sumo wrestling match. But beyond that, aren't you just trannied out? Here's Shay. Shay, how are you? Yes,
4: I'm fine. I don't know if you're... Not talking about this topic anymore, but I tried calling in and couldn't, so I kept calling. Stephen Furtick, I just wanted to say, I was a huge fan of his also. I, I'm i pretty crazy about him, and I'm not in a young people group anymore. But his passion oh, yeah. and the way he rings the bell, you even I, really mostly liking traditional, uh, the passion of these young people is what gets me. And Stephen Furtick does knock it out of the ballpark.
2: He really and, does, and and he he's he almost got. I mean, I hate I, I compare him to Billy Graham in a sense, in and of his time. In that Stephen Furtick has the ability to just really get into your heart and really you know get the emotions going, while making you think about. Some pretty important parts of Scripture. I mean, he, he's 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 really amazing. He's also a natural comedian. He's he's very funny when he wants to be funny.
4: Oh, I I know, and believe me, it's remarkable because I am not in the young people group. I was pretty much not pleased with all of the uh, the I call it contemporary music. I don't like like heavy rock stuff, but the music, the the contemporary uh, Christian songs these days. They nail it. They're They've got a lot better. <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't like that wall stuff, but uh, Christian
2: music the has gotten music, a lot it, better. Yeah,
4: it's extremely meaningful. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought up Stephen Furtick. Thank yeah,
2: you. you're welcome. I, I actually discovered him when I was in the hospital because I ended up watching a lot of religious stuff. Uh, a lot of. I watched mostly the Food Network, and then I watched TBN and Daystar. And uh, hadn't done that in a lot of years and sort of uh, discovered some of these younger preachers. And Stephen Furtick is just a dynamo. He really is. Doing amazing things. Uh 599 uh, without any, and without being haughty or arrogant about it. I mean, he's a very down-to-earth, very self-deprecating guy, and I like that about him, too.
1: Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA at FM 1071. Stay connected.
2: And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean High. I'll be back doing this show, 9 to 11, my show tomorrow. Mary Walter will be in for the uh, five fifty KTSA morning news, and the tray or uh, Wearing rhyma and we'll swap it over. And then Thursday and Friday, I'll be in for uh, five fifty the five fifty KTSA morning news, and Wearing Rima, and somebody else will be doing my show. I'm just not sure who. It's a holiday week. Last week of uh, of 2022. Goodbye, 2022, man. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. And the phone lines are open. We'll talk to Gennaro here in a second. Can I just, just mention one thing first off that I, I I wish would go away? Have you noticed on social media that you can put any bunch of words in front of a picture of Keanu Reeves and people assume it's something Keanu Reeves has said even though there's no quotation or attestation, you know what I mean? They just put a bunch of words in front of Keanu Reeves and you figure Keanu Reeves said it. So it must be wizened and crap. You can put like, you know, like When your ass itches, you should scratch it and scratch it well. You know, you put that in front of a picture of Keanu Reeves and people will assume Keanu Reeves said it. Do You know what I'm saying? Don't you get sick of that?
3: I want to ask Keanu Reeves, is this stuff I read about you true? (laughs) You know, there's all these stories and everything
2: i I know but what a nice guy he is and and i'm sure he is i've heard that he's a very nice down-to-earth guy
3: yeah but i don't know how can i verify half of it's true like you said
2: well like i said they just they they people can put anything in front of a picture of keanu reeves and people assume keanu reeves said it but there's no quotation so it's just somebody putting words in front of keanu reeves I never wear underwear, and when I do, it tends to be something exotic. Put that in front of a picture of Keanu Reeves. People will freaking believe it. We're going to start doing that with you. With me?
3: Yes. Let's just put some Keanu Reeves facts and then your picture and just let people believe it.
2: (laughs) That's not a bad idea.
3: You do jujitsu. You help out homeless people.
2: You're Sean giving up his subway seat. Yes, yes. In New York, even though he's such a big star. He gives up his, his seat on the subway for some old lady. Well, here's Gennaro. Gennaro, how are you? How
7: you doing, Uncle Sean?
2: Merry Christmas, dude.
7: Merry Christmas, dude, and uh, Happy New Year, man.
2: Happy New Year. Let's hope for a good one.
7: First off, off, man, when is uh, Pretty Bags of Meat 2 going to come out?
2: I have a storyline in mind. I, I think I'll be able to start working on it this year.
7: Dude, if you I need just it, I, I've just had
2: so much going on in the past few years, it would have been impossible because when you write a novel, it takes a lot of focus, and so I, I think I'm just about to the point to where I can do that. So,
7: dude, if you need some Chicano Vato names, Chano, <laughs> Beto, Chuy, or something, call me, man. I I'll will. Pick you up? Man. I will, man. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm all trendy out, dude. Um very trannied out. Um, it's like Trey said years ago you give these people an inch, no pun intended, they're going to take a yard. And, um, I, in the, in the business that I'm in, there's a lot of, uh, homosexual people. Right. Um, uh, in the business. And, uh, uh, I'm a florist. Anyway, right. Um, I had a friend one time tell me, uh, cause, uh, we had a client that was, a uh, transsexual. And I kept calling him dude. And he had to tell me he, ha- he had to tell me one day and I was young. I was young and stupid and I was like 20 something. And he came up to me and he goes, Hey man, he goes, I'm not a guy anymore, man. I'm a woman now.
2: And you'll go, be a Whoa. woman.
7: And, um, so I went back to the shop and I talked to this gay friend of mine and I go, what's the deal? He goes, well, he go. I go. Are they gay? He goes. Well, we accept them, but they have a different mentality than us. Right. Right there. That's the point. It's, it's true. But, but now they're unified, man.
2: But I don't know about that. I, I, because I, I know a lot of gay people that are are hating this stuff. And the the thing that the thing is, we assume trans issues are gay issues, and, and they're not. Okay, you got all kinds of tra- – C- 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 Caitlyn Jenner is a straight man. Oh,
7: God,
2: man. He's not gay. He was on chips, you know? I mean, that's what he I'm saying. He was on chips for a while. He was on chips for a while. I remember Jesus, that. <laughs> man. He was our hero when we were a kid, man. He was on the he cereal boxes, like... And now he's a woman. I'm just saying – being, and this is where people get mixed up in their minds – trans issues aren't necessarily gay issues that you know exactly <clears throat> and, uh, <clears throat> i think for a lot of folks in the gay community it's 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 causing exactly. them a lot of trouble that they don't really want and yeah. uh yeah. you know it, it's people are they're just sick of this old gender crap and i know i for and and am just had enough it's it's overkill uh,
7: you know what i have two daughters and um if if Somebody, I've heard the story of the whole gym, of uh, the trans guy. I, oh
2: God, yeah,
7: changing and the girls changing in the bathroom. That man, I swear to God, dude, that just drives me nuts, man.
2: It's gross. It's gross. It's a crime. Anyway, it will be a crime.
7: All right. Anyway, Uncle Sean, Merry Christmas, <laughs> and I hope you have a wonderful New Year, man. Don't piss your wife off anymore. No,
2: I won't. You too. <laughs> thanks, Janer. I appreciate promise it, me, man. I promise I won't piss my wife off anymore. Bye. Bye. I'm trying, man. Sometimes I piss her off and I'm not even awake. I'm asleep. And I don't even know I'm pissing her off, but I'm pissing her off by sleeping.
3: Like a farting raccoon.
2: A farting raccoon. Once again, I want to thank Don Morgan for the greatest gift that I received. Uh, a cattle. It's It's a coloring book for adults. And all the pictures involve farting raccoons. A coloring book that involved raccoons would have been fine. The fact that he found one that involves farting raccoons shows the depth of our friendship. Thank you, Don. Thanks to James and Elaine. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you all tomorrow. Bye.